0: Hey there trail runners, welcome to episode two of the Trail Runners Experience. On today's episode, I'll be talking to personal trainer extraordinaire and trail runner Catherine Marks about strength training and injury prevention for trail running. Let's take a deep dive into all things trail running right now. Alright, so here we are with uh, Catherine Marks sitting in one of... Adelaide's Fine Cafes and we're having a chat and so uh hi Kat. Hi Daniel,
1: how are you going today? Yeah good,
0: do you like to be called Kat or Catherine?
1: Oh either or, rolls off the tongue easier.
0: All right then, either or it is. (laughs) No um so yeah so thank you for coming to talk to me. Thank you. And uh um, yeah so we I just want to ask you a few questions about who you are, what you do and what do you what can you bring to trail running. So um we'll start off We'll get straight into it. So, what's your background? So, in terms of fitness and whatnot, and training.
1: Okay. So, from a very young age, um, I played quite a um, decent level of netball, which I um, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and from there, I, I suppose I took a sabbatical and went and chefed for quite a long time. Um, but I went back to training um, just in my late twenties and studied and did my cert three. Um, so from there, I um, started sort of getting out hiking and um, being a little bit more outdoorsy, being back home. Um, and then from, I suppose, further studies, got really interested in um, injury prevention um, and um, prehab. Um, prehab? Prehab, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, what's prehab? I suppose making sure we uh, don't get injured um, and specifically working on things that I'm. Um, um, probably niggle us a little bit. Um, so before you wanna go see a physio, cause it's at that acute injury stage, um, we can normally, hopefully try and rectify the problem. Uh, weaknesses, tightnesses.
0: Um, it's basically like the uh, prevention is better than the cure. Kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely, always, um,
1: yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, master rehab trainer, um, a level three athletic conditioning specialist. Um, and yeah, and recently um, done some kinetic link training
0: Kinetic Link. Yeah. Okay then, I'm gonna ask you about the Kinetic Link in a minute, it sounds interesting. Um, Do you have a business, or do you just do it by yourself, or where, yeah, tell us about your business.
1: Yeah, so at the moment, um, I run, my my company is called Base to Summit. Um, I've nearly sort of founded the company, I still work um, outside a commercial, inside a commercial gym, Um, and hopefully, um, in the very near future, we'll be uh, having a small training studio um so we can grow and yeah spread our spread our knowledge because i think there's uh a lot to a lot to share which is exciting um yeah. and we've got adelaide's a great base for you know getting out there and using using that knowledge on the on the hills
0: absolutely adelaide's got the, with the adelaide hills here so many trails hundreds of kilometers of trails within within like a stone's throw of the city basically it's one of the things i love about this place um yeah so You um. Before I asked you about kinetic link, what's the um, so like, you look at you're a trail runner. Yes. Yeah, and um, you have done some trail running events.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm a mid pack runner. I've never been um, you know, overly fast, but I think I'm slowly improving now. I've really turned my focus into some more you know, trail running training and some um, strength training that actually, you know, reflects where I want to be. Um, and, yeah, so I've done a few ultras. Um, I've done a, um, yeah, started off with the hiking ultras, like with the Trail trailblazers and um, Operation Flinders and things like that. So from there, I've cool. sort of, you what, know.
0: What's your, um, what's your sort of your best race that you've done or your most memorable race? Yeah. Um, You've done UTA, haven't you? I've done, yeah, I've
1: done Ultra Trail Australia um, just a year and a half or two years ago. Um, That's beautiful, like a really, really tough, challenging and beautiful race. Definitely a highlight, but also, uh, you know, there's nothing better than being able to run a race in your own hometown. So, you know, the Urubilla Trail is is pretty spectacular. So, um, yeah, definitely um, always looking at finding... Finding something something to do.
0: Adventure. It's yeah, all about adventure, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. I think that's the thing when people go, Why do you do it? Why do you run like insane distances? And I'm like, Well, I think it's because I like the adventure. The harder yeah. it is, the more I, I enjoy it. You yeah. know. Until it breaks me. Which does, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It does break us from time to time. Oh, but look
1: mentally and physically, you know, you're always looking to just Yeah. I don't know. I switch off and I just yeah. you just go for that cruise mode, isn't it? It's it's wonderful. You just hopefully you know, your body can respond and get yeah. you where you want to go and finish in a in a good spot
0: I, um, I quite often just think about like where my legs have taken me in my life you know like in terms of sometimes i'm on a really isolated trail somewhere that you can't drive and i think my legs took me here you know and yeah it's, and it's pretty awesome so we're pretty lucky and it's not something that i'll be able to do forever but while i can i mean i may as well take advantage of it that's why we and, train though because we yeah. want to
1: get longevity so hopefully exactly. we can be one of those uh older athletes that seem to just go on forever and that's I suppose what we're going to be talking about today
0: yeah exactly well I mean a perfect example of that someone like um the UTA was just a few weeks ago and um it's named Brendan Davies that he won it for the second time and he's he's like 41 or 42 yeah and you know he won it a few years back but you know to see someone in their 40s still kicking ass is so good and you know that's he's a coach as well and so I think that that's got definitely got something to do with it, you know. He's still able to run in his top, at his in top form, well into his 40s, you know. Like, yeah. and there's there's so many. I mean, I'm only I'm 38, and sometimes in a race, I feel like I'm one of the youngest people there, you know. Like, yeah, quite yeah. often you'll be running, I'll be surrounded by guys that are 10, 15 years older than me, and they're running faster than me, you know. So yeah. it's, it's amazing. I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think trail running comes with a little bit of uh, what do we say? It's, it's like mental. Uh, Uh, testing I don't know like you've you've got to have done it a few times the stronger you get mentally you can actually you know make your body do things that you possibly didn't think it was capable of doing and when you get older you actually you know you get better at being able to control your mind yeah um so you get way more
0: disciplined yeah Yeah. I'm a more disciplined athlete now I think when I was in my early 20s you know I just took everything for granted you know probably would I'd enter a race without training properly for it and just do it and smash it and you go yeah it was all right But, you know, had I known the benefits of training properly back then, I'd probably maybe, but then again, I was too distracted in my early 20s, too much other stuff going on, but, you know, but no, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, definitely the benefits of training. So, um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is, um, so basically, I mean, you, you look at strength training, you do a lot of strength training. Yeah, absolutely. It's
1: definitely probably one of the most, um, important things to me when it comes to, um what i what i teach yeah that yeah, whole movement. Pre, prehab yeah. thing isn't it yeah yeah uh, movement i mean the more we the better we move the the better we perform you know yeah. um it's i think a lot of a lot of runners have it in their mind that if they they're going to lose their running ability if they they strength train um but you know we know science has proven that to be you know a little bit wrong um that if you create a you know the, the right program and the right load we can uh, you know we get so much benefit out of it. Yeah. Um, we, we, we learn muscle um, activation, we learn recruitment patterns, we learn, you know, and the better we, yeah, the more we have, the, the better we can go. We just got to make sure we, we don't overdo it so we can recover and actually, you know, get that get that run in. But also a little bit of over, over mark, overstepping is what we want. We want to improve constantly. So it's hard, yeah. it's hard to find that right mark. It takes time, takes a bit of patience, takes consistency, you know, it takes data, you know, keeping track of what you're doing, how, you know, how you're feeling.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, so that brings me to a question I wanted to ask you about, um, so like, so so you're a runner, you're a distance, you're a distance runner, you know, trail runner, whatever, whether you run road or trail, obviously there's some differences in the specific type of training you do, but when it comes to... Uh, like weight training yep. for running, there's a big thing about you know is it high reps or is it high weight like high weight like people are afraid and I know I was for for many years. Oh, I I'm, I'm a distance runner. I don't want to put any size on. I don't want to bulk up. But I you know you want to where's that line you know they want to yeah. and you know and then you see people who you know you don't want to turn into one of those dudes in the gym who've got you know who are just jacked you know. But at the same time, like I weigh I weigh 59 kilos. And so yeah it's a good racing weight but you know so i'm not jacked but i would like to probably put on not size but strength so how like where's the balance point i guess and how what would what's your stance on that in terms of how much size to put on
1: yeah extra okay um so yeah i suppose the hardest part is where you start yeah um it it, you know you you can't pick a number out the sky and be like right this is going to be you know your perfect lifting weight because if you haven't lifted before you know you've got to start somewhere which is always going to be a bit lighter um, but, um, at the moment, um, they we're working around sort of around the 70, 75 to sort of 90% of your one rep max, which obviously if you not, haven't done training before, it's hard to work out. But what we're saying is you want to be able to lift it between sort of five and eight times, um without fatigue, like without completely overloading, which means if you you could probably have another three or four reps in you um, Mm. before you're absolutely stuffed. So when you talk about overload training, you know, if you're doing a 10 rep max, you're literally gonna get to your 10th rep and you've got nothing left. So we're gonna work at a range, you know, around five to nine, five, sorry, five to eight reps. Um, But yeah, at about that sort of 80%, so you're not gonna be 100% fatigued, but it's still heavy.
0: And so is that, so, and so that's beneficial for runners or for everybody, or
1: well, running. we so we talk about running. So yeah, yeah. it's a very good way of um, gaining strength um, without you know obviously completely going to fatigue. So yeah, if we're talking about you know yeah. building muscle, like and obviously uh, overload training less. when yeah. you want to build size, so yeah. hypertrophy, um, you, you want to hit that that overload pattern. Whereas yeah. we want to we want to hit a heavy weight without actually you know losing like finishing up. at you know the eighth rep and being absolutely exhausted. Yeah. So it's heavy enough to um, to grow um, strength um, and all well, that stuff. Yeah. So it's
0: almost like the quality over quantity thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah. You want you
1: want to lift heavy. You don't yeah. you don't want to be doing 20 reps and yeah. being able to you know lifting up a five kilo weight doing 20
0: reps. What does that do? Nothing.
1: Uh you you know you you'll gain you'll gain control um, and you know you'll you'll gain a little bit of strength, but it won't it won't. It won't progress you very far in a short amount of time. That's so funny.
0: (laughs) There's my problem, you know, because I I grew up with that notion in my Mm. drummed into my head. Oh, do high reps, low weight. High reps, low weight. But from what you're telling me is the exact opposite. And so, Mm. which is I take. I mean, I understand. Hence the reason why I'm 59 kilos. And I, you know, I can do a bunch of I can do push-ups until the cows come home. Yeah. But you know, like. I'm not putting on, and I don't really want to put on size, but yeah, definitely
1: yep.
0: makes sense. You
1: can still you can yeah. still get stronger and and not and not get too much bigger. Yeah, you know. So um, and the, and and at the end of the day, like the more muscles we have, the the better our bodies are going to move, the more control we're going to have, the more stability we're going to have, um, and the more power we're going to have.
0: Yeah. No, um, that's yeah, that's awesome. So that, obviously that translates well to trail running. Obviously yeah. you need power. Yep. Um, I try and with with my coaching that I do, I try and break down for trail running. I, I've, I've tried to break trail running down into some basic elements, and yep. basic movements. And I think um, because it is a very different movement pattern to just running a, In a straight, straight line, line on, yep. a, on a road, sure. where it's very repetitious. And obviously, you look at the body of a trail runner versus the body of a road runner. You know, you look at these Kenyan guys that can run two and a half minute K's forever, and then, but they've got the um, you know, their their calves are like, oh, they've got their lower legs are like as big as my forearm. They're tiny. They've got the, they've just got the smallest because it's all about weight, you know. And I said, but you put one of them on a trail, and they'll probably snap in half, you yeah, know. Like they'll
1: sprain their ankle within yeah. the two minutes. They've got no no sideways, no lateral movement. No so you control. need to have
0: their lateral strength, yeah. And so um, that there is that brings me to like what my next question is like. Maybe. Without being too specific, but like, what would you? How would you sort of think of that? The main, what main muscle groups would you work out
1: okay. for
0: a trail runner? Like, yeah, putting put you on the spot there. No, like, that's
1: fine. So yeah. um, I suppose when we talk about functional training, is um, for know, trail runners obviously. Yeah. So functional training replicates the the movement pattern that you you want to use it for. So anything that's functional is going to replicate how you want to move so yeah breaking down those movement patterns so we're going to be um, pushing pushing off and up Um, we're going to be driving through the glutes the stability so there's there's actually a lot of really you know really good exercises Um, deadlifts we do single leg stuff because we're definitely not symmetrical Um, so keeping the balance um, I do a lot of split squats um, step ups um, you know even, even a push press, so you're doing a squat with a one arm alternating press, you know, because you've got that whole kinetic chain linked and working across your body, so we don't wanna fall over. Um, yeah. <laughs> cable work, so lots of twisting, lots of, awesome. you know, um, yeah. there's so much good good stuff you can do. Um, and you trip over a rock, and I like to call it the matrix manoeuvre where you sort of look at the ground, but you end up back on your feet because, you know, you've got the core strength and stability to, to pull yourself back up again. And, you know and off you go and you're, you're back on your feet and running yeah and there's a lot of people would like the lady behind me on the weekend just whoosh, boom you know
0: straight over No <clears throat> idea. Oh, yeah
1: so you think oh i could have helped you maybe but yeah yeah
0: um it's hard i mean because i think one of the things with <clears throat> trail running is it's so unpredictable you know one minute you're running along a like a fairly flat piece of single track it's pretty easy and then before you know it you're having to lift up your legs higher because there's rocks well then there's tree yeah. roots and you say you've got to go from side to side and yeah
1: shorten your stance, shorten your cadence, take a few big steps, long steps <laughs> I, I
0: remember the first ultra I ran which was the URBilla Ultra this is going back, Yorubilla Trail Ultra is was 2013, I did and I'd come from road running I'd, I'd, and so I didn't really know how to pace for an ultra, I'd done marathon, a couple of marathons and I thought oh yeah I, I ran it like a marathon, so I went out really hard, as you do, and um, obviously blew up in the last ten k's, and it was and it was a, a pretty slow last ten kilometers. But I still finished in a pretty good time, but I, I felt like I'd been run over by a bus. Yeah. Every part of me hurt. Oh yeah. You know, my and I'd never had that feeling before. my My legs were sore completely. My upper body was sore for some reason, yeah, like because. those
1: arms and. Yeah, and yeah. it was
0: it was real wake-up call that it was more than just about my legs yeah you know, it was even though my legs were totally thrashed but um it was about everything because of that you're going up these ridiculously steep gradients sometimes and then coming down the steep gradients completely and opposite muscle you're, you're groups working and, you're working yeah. the muscles eccentrically is that right you i always get eccentric and concentric <laughs> back to front concentric's tightening yeah. centric's lengthening yeah. So
1: we're always we're using both all the time. Yeah, but yes, obviously, yeah, you're breaking and you're you're breaking harder, so your your load's coming from a different area. So yeah, it's, it's easier on your lungs, but yeah, your, your, your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes are working.
0: Well, people always get than more injured way. running downhill. Yeah. You, you never hear of someone getting injured running uphill. You know, they generally get injured running downhill yeah. either through overuse, or falling over, or um, just thrashing their quads yeah. and. Because
1: so no one knows, no one, no one loses their glutes on the way down you know they sort of like let their legs just go flop 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 and if you' actually you know try and use use the control um, yeah. you'll actually save yourself and I think a lot of the time too like when we're, we're teaching strength training is you know you want to get movement patterns habitual you know you want you want them to happen while you're not thinking about them so you want your glutes to fire you know when you're going down downhill but you want to be thinking there right glute left glute right glute left glute you yeah know. oh there's a rock oh come on right glute like you want it to happen automatically uh, yeah. so when you get tired you know if things are still working for you you yeah. know so these we want to sort of like get these patterns strong so you know you can concentrate on you know watching where your feet go and
0: um a question i'll ask that i ask a lot of different athletes and whatnot is uh how do you find how do you think core strength Benefits trail running, like or does it, or do you think it no more than any other?
1: Oh, greatly, yeah. absolutely. Um, so stability and control through the pelvis and um, through the core and upper body. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the um the core doesn't just stop at your abdominal lean wall. It goes, you know, all your fascial slings, you know, go through your pelvis, around your back, um, yeah, up right. into your diaphragm, um, and it's a, So neglected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think you know when when it's stable, you can breathe properly. Um, your pelvis, you know, it. it I, I use a lot like a mountain bike, um, you know, full springs. When you're on a you know a downhill mountain bike and you're losing, you don't ride them up a hill because you lose too much power. You know, now if everything's yeah. loose, you're losing all that power. You know, it's going left, right, and up and down, and you know, so if it's stable, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna get your power and you're gonna go where you want to go instead of losing the energy yeah. elsewhere. So,
0: oh, that's awesome. um,
1: and it helps you back. I, you know?
0: I often, yeah, it's something I've always had problems with, and I, as I said to you earlier. I've been really working my core strength lately, and I've really noticed a difference in my top-end speed. You know, when it I'm doing like speed work, and I think that's because it's helped my hip stability, and so I can actually, because I mean I've, I'm, a, I'm a little guy, and I, I don't have a very long stride, so I really need to generate more power yeah. and to get that and um, to and get activation. that Activation, yeah. mean,
1: like your core activating, and we talk about obviously level of activation too. You don't want it switched on 100% when you're only doing a light load, but you know when it, it actually works, uh, everything's attached. Yeah. So it it all it all follows through. You know. So um, the stronger you are in, in all areas, just like the the, that that song, the hip, else like, the hip yeah. bone's connected to the yeah the whatever the, the toes <laughs> connected to the nose, believe it or not, but yeah. there's a piece of fascia that's you know runs its way around, and um, I think that's that's you know yeah definitely yeah. how we when we get stronger in those areas that we, we move better. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, so that um, that's really helpful. I wanted to um, ask you about this kinetic link that you mentioned earlier um, what is kinetic link and you may have touched on it just now I don't know so just give me a little bit of background on that sure
1: sure so we've been talking um, for years about functional um, training um, and I think now um, Wayne Rogers who's a sports physio he's um, pretty much put the program together has um, a system in place systems always work um and it's about pretty much using that whole body um functionally um and having all those um links of fascia and everything working for us so um we can we can do a a, a lunge and a single arm pull and and work the 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 posterior like the the back of your fascia from from your glute up your back now if you change which legs in front we can actually use the frontal slings like so there's it's yeah it's beautiful because you can get so much of your body working like harmoniously harmoniously (laughs) harmoniously that's all
0: right Um, harmonious yeah harmoniously yeah
1: yeah, harmoniously and um and that strength that comes from having all that that link um on switched on is is amazing so you don't have to lift so much you know but your body's working together um and it is it's really good like i've been doing and practicing it quite a lot and you know the the strength in the the twisting and the movement patterns like we just we lose our ability to rotate as we get older and i suppose traditional strength training methods where you really start to get quite stiff when you're just moving in a couple of planes you know forwards and sort of sagittals and plane you know, when we're getting twisting yeah. you know and i think when we start doing more functional and the kinetic link training we start to move our body in in more areas so yeah it just it just works better. It's, one, it's wonderful, yeah.
0: And so, this is something that you recently <clears throat> trained in, like an extra? I know because you're always improving your yeah. qualification. I, I mean, I'm like you. I'm always hungry to learn new things.
1: Absolutely. And
0: so, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Um, so, would you have you incorporated a lot of that into the, your training now? Yeah, definitely. The way you train athletes and other and just non-athletes. I mean, I guess <clears throat> I always call people athletes if someone walked into a gym with a willingness to have a go or rocks up to a training session, they're willing to have a go, they're an athlete. They're that, training to be yeah, an athlete yeah, that's at the end of it. the
1: day, yeah. And
0: you've got to, I mean, I think you've got to start talking like that from day one, you know. But yeah, so you, you, you've been utilising this Absolutely, with athletes. yeah, and I yeah. think
1: um, when it comes to coordination, people are like, oh, I'm so uncoordinated, but it's n- nearly, um, most probably, just a lack of muscle activation. Yeah. Um, they don't know how to activate, they don't know how to move. Um, and, you know, the more we move, the, the better coordinated we are, which is great because when you start to run, um, your, your body moves better. Like, it, yeah. it's just this massive cycle of, you know, the more I move, the better I get. You know, if I lift a bit heavier, I'm going to move a bit better. And I'm going to, and it's this constant cycle, which is what we're looking for. So um, if we can, yeah, get those movement patterns that we've lost back yeah, or better,
0: yeah, yeah. you know, we're
1: going to be better, you know. So you're going to find, you know, the body will move easier because you know you're actually just activating more muscles and everything's stable so um it's, it's a nice place
0: to be humans we're we're designed to move that's the thing and but we've in modern life we've become more and more sedentary yeah in everything awful and and you know i like to netflix and chill as much as the next person but you really have to actively move yeah. you have to get out there and, and and like i actually try and incorporate movement in everything i do in my every day even if i'm at work or something just even if it my 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 office at work is is upstairs yeah. so I, I run up the stairs every time and then i run down and sometimes if i've got like an extra two minutes i'll go up then back down then up Love again yeah. you know just little Beautiful. things like that and it's it's the incidental stuff like people go oh, you know i did a just because you did a two-hour run on sunday doesn't give you Licensed to sit around and do nothing. It's for the worst rest thing of you can do
1: actually. You yeah. know, You want to the more you move the, the better you recover. You yeah. know, you, you want to get those toxins out So Absolutely. even going for a gentle walk or climbing a few flights of stairs and active you know, recovery. Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic a gentle circuit, you know, it doesn't have to be heavy, but sometimes, you know Just moving can mm. be the most beneficial thing after, you know,
0: I read I listened to this audio book I said re. I say read but I do most of my quote reading <laughs> when I'm out running with because uh, I listen to loads of audio books and, uh, and podcasts and there's this guy, Mark Sisson Sisson, I think, he's an American guy and he's the one that came up with uh, the genetic blueprint thing, it's a lot of stuff about the keto diet, which I won't go into today, you know, pros and cons but he talks a lot about like training, just or prim- primal endurance training and just basically incorporating movement into everything that you yeah. do and just being, and like Like every, I think anyone who is listening to books or reading books or learning about like training, you've got to really use a bit of a critical mind, you can't just, like I I never listen to it and go, that's it, that's exactly what I'm I'm going to do, everything that this guy says. You've got to take, I try and take a little piece from here, a little piece from there. Yeah, it's and, another you know, tool in your box, yeah. you know, that
1: you just keep adding to and you really need to just but I re- yeah. what works for you and absolutely. Kind of take the science, you know, like if there's a science behind it, well, it's even better because you know that what you're doing is right. And this know?
0: guy talked about, absolutely, this guy talked about like just even, you know, just incorporating like some pull-ups into your everyday. If you walk past a branch in your backyard, every time you go and take the, the garbage out, you know, go and do 10 pull-ups on that branch every time you walk past it. You know, just, it's only going to take you 30 seconds. And then you've just, you've actually just activated some major muscle groups, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, that's why, you know, like we can't just, it, your exercise doesn't just exist in the gym or on the trails or on the road. Your exercise exists everywhere. All the time. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. even if it's a little, little bite-sized stuff, obviously it's good to make those dedicated times, you know, right, I'm going to the gym. But just because you've got your gym shoes on doesn't mean that, you, that you're you doing it. A, a lot of people, I'm sure, go to the gym and don't do quality as well. Like, oh, run. so much. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it shouldn't take you long, you know, 40, 40, 40 minutes, 45 minutes really is pretty much where you want to be at. You don't, you don't need to be in there for an hour and a half, you know, yeah. if you, you're in there for an hour and a half, you're probably either doing too much or like you said, you, you're not having a quality workout. You're too busy on your phone or you're too busy, you know, talking. Or, yeah. Um, instagramming
0: your, your workout
1: <laughs> yeah the whole thing <laughs> yeah hashtag um, fitspo but i think you know structure is very important um when it comes to doing you know specific training especially when you yeah. do have like gym work to do um and yeah so and that's where we get our quality from yeah so and then the rest of the time yeah when we're out and about just just move move, yeah. move more you know twist twist
0: Park your car further from work.
1: You know, move your arms in circles, like do all the things that our joints are made to do, and
0: exactly. You know, we I know we're not born as blobs. (laughs) You know, we actually have. We're not born in a
1: rectangle. We're not push pull up down. You know, we can. We're designed to twist and rotate and, you know, do crazy things like we were when we were kids. So
0: yeah, um, absolutely. I was just going to ask you about um, uh, probably one more thing. Yeah. Just so um, I know that. I mean, you're a, you're a personal trainer and you've got loads of qualifications and stuff. And I know you're not a physiotherapist as such, but I just wanted to get your sort of uh, perspective on uh, maybe a common running injury that I know a lot of people are curious about. And um, the whole, like, dealing with like things like plantar fasciitis, um, which is, I've experienced and um, lots of people I know have experienced. Like, what is something that you, I don't like... That you would incorporate to try and prevent something like that from happening, or
1: yeah, sure, or, okay, or dealing so, with it. Um, yeah, so I'll talk in my scope. Um, a lot of obviously once it becomes acute, you know, we want to send off to oh, an allied health professional. Yeah. Um, so um, if you start thinking about getting, Well, we do start getting a little bit of um, tightness and, and pain in, in your foot, um, you know, we really focus on. Getting up calf strength, you know. People think because they run hills that their calves are strong, and that's not necessarily true. Um, you right. know, you gastroc's a big muscle, but we've also got the soleus, which is, you know, pushing a muscle when we're a hills. So describe
0: the two those two muscles, what they look like. Like so, because only I know, but just for yeah, your mouth. Sure. So, so your
1: gastro is your is your big calf muscle, so that's the big. Oh, with roundy bit at the back, the, the <laughs> and your slice, yeah, the attractive like. part that always yeah. looks nice. Yeah. Um, you can—that's how we tell the difference between a trail runner and a road runner. Yeah, <laughs> um, and your slice sits slightly lower, and underneath um, at the bottom, sort of from your Achilles and up. Um, so yeah, a lot of the time, people are a little bit uh, weaker through there, um, and will tend to, um, you know, load. I suppose um, if you overload your calves um, through, you know biomechanics, and it depends on people's feet as well. Like, if you're flat-footed, you, your tendency to get plantar fasciitis is oh. is normally a little bit higher as well. Um,
0: so you're thinking, yeah. like, podiatrists' kind of expertise there? Oh, look,
1: there's... Yeah, like, it's hard, you know. Yeah. Foam rolling, you know, really spend time in loosening and strengthening
0: calves um, yeah. and rolling
1: your feet So um, I mean, just that, the tops
0: and bottoms. That bit of knowledge alone is... Because I've had plantar fasciitis a number of times, and just knowing that the pain in my heel is related to my calf mm. was mind-blowing the first time I learned it because people don't you don't realize you know again that everything's so connected yeah and so just knowing that knowing that stre- even just stretching out the calves can make a difference yeah know? yeah i
1: think we spend uh, a lot of time you know obviously training and I, I can speak for myself I, um, I definitely don't stretch and foam roll as much as
0: what I, workout. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, and just generally too you know like it, it's actually proven that you don't have to make it's not it makes no difference if you stretch you know two or three hours later um, really like as long as you do it regularly um, but I think you know our feet we forget how much load our feet take uh, yeah. when we run um, and and the, the the fascia is is really tight anyway like it's not muscle muscle stretches so much more than than what fascia does and right. fascia takes yeah. um a lot longer to to release so um we need to it, it's a very slow um sort of i would call it boring um very tedious um method in, in actually releasing the fascia so um, it does take about three to five minutes to really start to release. So a quick roll on the ball for 20 seconds really isn't gonna cut it. You really need to spend some time, you know, right. getting in there and, you know, holding those stretches yeah. um, for a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, definitely um, if you, you know, a little bit of, a bit of taping is always good, you know, and if you're really in that sort of first stages of getting a little bit tight, you know, don't, don't be scared to utilize you know anti inflammatory gel and and rock tape and you know things like that and if that doesn't fix it definitely you know obviously you need to go see someone um but see someone who's you know really proactive into not just treating the symptom but actually finding out where the symptom has come from
0: yeah oh that's such good information seriously like for someone who was like you're like oh you know you're worried that you're going to give misinformation that's Perfect information. All right, cool. So I really yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. That's but I um good. so yeah. So we'll um I was just gonna say we'll wind it up, but it's been really great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks so, for having me, it's
1: been fantastic. Yeah,
0: so so good. So if someone will say to try and find you somewhere On the internet, where could they find you?
1: Okay, so I do have a small website at um, um, at Oh, sorry, that's my website. (laughs) That's my email. And what am I? um, www.base2summit with a with a number two. Um, .com.au Yeah. Right.
0: Um.
1: And yeah, it's I'll got share a, all
0: that on the on, when I upload. A Little bit
1: of uh, yeah information on there. Um, nothing too crazy. So hopefully we'll uh, you know, when we when we move when I move, yeah. have some uh, exciting news and some, uh, you know.
0: Excellent. I'll definitely have to get you back to talk about some other things too, because I think that um, you've you've actually you've taught me a lot in terms of just since I've known you, just about training in general and strength stuff, you know, Excellent. so Thanks. I'll, um, yeah, we'll have you back for sure. So, yeah, um, good luck with your training and good luck with the move Thanks, to Danny, the, to the new space. I uh, will, will talk to you again soon.
1: Awesome, thank you.
0: <laughs> Today's episode of the Trail Runners Experience is brought to you by Roasted On the freshest coffee and granola in the land. Do yourself a favour and head over to www.roastedon.com.au to order some deliciousness. Also, if you mix and match four bags of coffee or granola, you get free shipping. How good is that?